0: Of living by divine order it's such a powerful message to glory of living by divine order i want us to focus on the word order this morning i mean we have heard of the word order so many so so many times time and time again we've heard of the word order but we're digging into it this morning so that the word means something to you amen so that the word echoes in your spirit. So the word brings to you prayers that are powerful and victorious. Christianity, it's very important for us to know this. Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is not an organized man-made religion. Please know this very, very well. You have to discern the difference between the Holy Spirit and a religious spirit. A religious spirit is a counterfeit. A religious spirit is a demonic spirit. It's also a human spirit. A religious spirit comes as the Holy Spirit, but he is not the Holy Spirit. The religious spirit, a religious spirit, does not help anybody with practical daily living. A religious spirit does not empower you, cannot help you. But a religious spirit will keep oppressing and limiting you, making you helpless, sad, or mad. That's a religious spirit. A religious spirit is a fault-finding spirit that will find faults with you and also with the people around you. A religious spirit is a critical spirit, can be a very harsh spirit if you allow that spirit to dominate and to drive you. So it's very important that we discern the difference between the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, And a religious spirit. Christianity is power. Christianity is God's presence and God's grace for victorious, triumphant living. Christianity provides for you healing for sickness, prosperity for poverty, peace for fear, joy for sadness. The cross is always there for divine living. The cross is always there for a divine exchange. What do I mean for that? His mercy for my sinfulness. His grace for my weakness. The spirit of truth, the spirit of Christianity, the spirit of the blood of Jesus, of the Holy Spirit brings no condemnation, no bondage, no shame, nor guilt, but forgiveness, freedom, unconditional love, gratitude, and glory. So please. Listen to this again and again, because there are many Christians ruined, destroyed by religious spirits. If you look at Psalm 37, verse 23, Psalm 37, verse 23, we're talking about the glory of living by divine Order Psalm 37, verse 23. The steps of a good man or a godly man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. The word order is the Hebrew word kun. It's the Hebrew word kun. That's the word order, which means to prepare, to condition to predispose, to direct, to arrange, to establish, to ordain, to secure, to fasten, to restore. That's the word order. So it's a very powerful word. It's a very important word that we all need to have working in our lives. If you look at Psalm 119, Psalm 119 verse 133, the same word again, order, the word kun. Order my steps in your word and let not iniquity have dominion over me. That means as soon as you yield to that divine order, as soon as you invite that order to work in your life, iniquity cannot dominate you anymore. Iniquity cannot dominate you, cannot conquer you anymore. So order is a very powerful word. Order is a word of weaponry, it's a word that you fight with, it's a word that you live by. Divine order is such a powerful term, it's such a powerful understanding, it's such a powerful element that God has given to his covenanted people, to his believers. We need to understand that our God is the creator of this whole universe. Our God is the creator of the whole universe, of the order of mankind, and nothing works without God's order. Nothing works without God's order. God's order is divine. That means it's from above. That means it's from a ram that is miraculous. A ram that is powerful. A ram that has dominion over all of his creation. Amen. God's order is from heaven, where there is no sickness. There is no poverty. Where there are no troubles. Is divine. God's order is over and above the best that we can do. Over and above all that we can strive for. Over and above all of man's perfection. Over and above the best that we can come up with. Can we look at God's order? Can you be more down to earth? Can you give me an example? Look at the human body. Look at a healthy human body. Your body is made with divine order. Look at all the intricate parts of your body. Look at how the different parts of your body coordinate and work together, matching one another, synchronizing together for your healthy living That's God's creation. And you look at the whole universe. Look at the whole universe. It's all perfect, all self-sufficient. In God's order, you can see a pattern. You can see an arrangement. You can see a structure. You can see a program. You can see a predisposition. You can see a conditioning that determines the outcome. You can see the program that determines the outcome. You can see the progression. You can observe the whole progress. You can observe the whole process. There is an unfolding. There is a handling of events to achieve a purpose. The universe that God has put us in runs in a divine order. That's why even when they were trying to shoot a missile, even when they were trying to shoot a rocket, everything has to be meticulous, carefully orchestrated, calculated. That's why your heart cannot miss a beat. There is order, there is divine order. The human body with all of its intricate parts Runs in God's built-in order. Please know that there is a natural order and there is a spiritual order that is over and above the natural order. And that's why we can believe God for miracles. Miracles run over and above the natural order. And when the natural order is not in place, when the natural order gets into a chaos or a disorder or rebellion. That's the meaning of the word rebellion. It's when the natural order rebels against the order of God. That's when everything bad starts to happen. Wars start to break out. Morality starts to fall. People become self-indulgent. Everyone goes his own way. Nobody wants to hear about God. Atheism is taught in all the schools, taught among all of our children. But praise God, His grace is still with us. Praise God there are still there are still believers there is still a remnant that would still hold on to God's grace and mercy and pray down miracles from heaven. can we say amen? hallelujah, praise the Lord We need to understand that we're living in a very shaky time. It's called the end times. End times means the end of time. Everything is escalating. Sin is escalating. The noise and the voice of sin gets louder and louder, trying to press the church out of existence. We need to understand that when the cosmos is out of order, that is a result of people getting out of order. Because God had placed people to be in charge of the earth, in charge of the universe. The church is supposed to be in charge of the earth, in charge of the universe. And when the church is not doing its work, when the church gets just religious and social, When the church does not understand the word of God, when the church is not standing in authority, that's when everything starts to crumble. The universe starts to get out of order. That's when you have the floods, you have tornadoes, you have the storms. The rain becomes extreme. You have extreme weathers, sometimes extremely hot, sometimes extremely cold, sometimes extremely cold. Dry with no rain, and sometimes there's so much rain that it floods the whole place. Understand that God is the God who is the God of order. He has put in us the fruit of what? Temperance. God is temperate in all things. He's not into extremes, He's into holding the balance. Holding the balance. Holding. The truth, holding the word. Can we say amen? When the brain is out of order, that's when we have mental problems, hormonal problems, emotional and physical problems. When the house is out of order, that's when you have rebellion. That's when you have children leaving home early, cursing the parents. Order is vital to our existence, and to our well-being. Order is the essential element for survival. But the Bible tells us that we have all gone astray. Every one of us wants our own way. When we want our own way, we don't want the ways of God. We don't want God's way. Jesus is the way. That's when everything becomes chaotic and disorderly. That's the characteristic of the end times. Nature is God's witness. When you look at yourself, when you look at the growth cycle of a baby, the growth cycle of a child, when you look at the lowest highs and the high ties run by God's order. When you look at the sun and the moon and the planet Earth and all the other planets running specifically by God's order. When you look at the growth cycle of any human being running by the creator's order, God's order is calculated, detailed, programmed, fixed, systematic, and listen to this, self sustaining god works by systems he doesn't have to water the plants every day he makes seasons rivers and rain to take care of his creation systematically he created every one of us with our bodies that take care of themselves systematically he doesn't have to repeat his creative process He only has to breathe into Adam once. He did not have to keep breathing. He did not have to pluck us into a charger and charge us every day. Amen. God puts a law in place. What's that law? The law is that everything procreates after its own kind. Everything procreates after its own kind. And that's why it is so important for the spirit of the parents to be right, to produce godly offspring. That's why it is so important for our marriage to do well, not according to how we feel, but according to God's divine order. That's why it's so important for our business to be godly. Not according to what the world says. Not according to what the world says it's the most profitable to make money. But according to the spirit of prosperity that has been given to us in the word of God. Now let's look at Psalm 82 verse 5 to 7. Psalm 82 verse 5 to 7. They know not... Neither will they understand, referring to the lost. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. So if they are out of course, that means there has to be a course. That means there has to be an order. I have said, you are God's. Why? Because God procreates after his own kind. The reason why we are holy is because God is holy. We are wired for holiness. When the rubber meets the road, when your frustrations and your anger and your annoyance and your offense, when they all come down, you go back to your default position, which is holiness. You know better what is good, what is best for you. So the word of God says, God said, he emphasizes it here. I have said, he said, haven't you noticed? I have said you are God's and all of you are children of the most high. I've created you to live high. I've created you to live a high life. What are you doing down there? But you shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. People, we are supposed, especially God's chosen ones, we are supposed to be insightful, full of foresight. We are supposed to be powerful and resourceful. We are supposed to be wise, beneficial, fruitful, joyful. Yet the majority of us, Have chosen to stay low, common, worldly, compromising, gravitating to the earthly, the sensual, and the devilish. Just taking care, you know, make sure we have food on the table. Make sure that my family is okay. Make sure that I have good work. Make sure I have enough money. But God is saying, I've created you to live a high life. Heaven, I said, seek you first, the kingdom of God, God's way of being and doing, and all these other things that you're dying to get will be given to you. That's order. What's the order? What's the other word for order? That means, what's my priority? What's my priority? How do I order my values? Is my work more important than my church? Is my affection more important than my devotion to God? Are my feelings more important than the commandments of God? Divine order. God said, I've made you to soar without limits. Yet you have chosen to fall and stay in bondage. Now let's look at the word of God and see the reason for that. Now look at this. They know not... What is that? A lack of knowledge. They know not. They have no knowledge. Neither will they understand. They have no understanding. They're just being religious. Have no knowledge. Have no understanding. Just having a form of godliness. Always praying, God, if this is what you want. God, if this is what you want. Well, you need to know and find out for yourself. Is this really what God wants? Does he want you to be sick? Does he want you to be poor? Does he want you to be broke? Does he want you to quarrel? And not just praying. God is this one you want. There is so much that you can do. There is so much that you can do. There is so much that you can change. Religion says you are a victim. Religion says you are suffering for God. But God has never told you to suffer for him. Not in that aspect Not in that area. God has never asked you subdue yourself, to subdue yourself to abuse. Well you should know. How come you don't know God's will? How come you don't know God's will? Don't don't know God's God's word. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. There's no light. There's no light in the mind. There's no light in the spirit. Why? Because there's no contact with God. I'm too busy doing this. I'm too busy doing that. I'm too busy doing that. I've no time for God. I've no time for the word. I've no time to come to church. I've no time to spend time with God. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I'm insisting on my way. So number one, not walking in the light, but in ignorance. That's the number one reason. Number two reason, staying in a low position. Not rising to where God has positioned us. By his stripes, you are healed. Oh, that's too hard. You know how too hard to believe God is easier to take Panadol. It's easier to go to a doctor. I'm striving for breakthrough. I'm striving for breakthrough. I'm striving for breakthrough. Forgive. Oh, that's too hard. Oh, that's too hard. It's okay. You know, I can just leave them. Forgive. No, I just leave them. Forgive. Pursue the power of forgiveness. Pursue the power of divine health and healing. Don't compromise. What God has given to me, I'm taking it. I'm taking it. What God has given to me, I'm taking it. What God has given to me, I'm taking it. The position that God has for me, I'm getting it. I'm getting there. I'm getting it. I'm getting there. I'm paying the price. I'm dealing, I'm diligent in my pursuit. I'm diligent in my pursuit. Amen. I'm not mediocre. I'm not mediocre. I'm not accepting a low position. I do not compromise. I do not get fearful. That's what made Peter become an apostle. That's what changed Paul to become an apostle. God said, I've quickened you, I've lifted you up, I've prospered you, I've even covenanted with you to rule as kings on the earth. So why have you chosen to stay low, common, earthy, sick, poor, and carnal? It's the price too much to pay. It's the price of discipline too much to pay. It's the price of consecration too much to pay. No, not at all compared to the price that Jesus Himself had already paid for us. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Amen. We are supposed to rule as kings, rule as kings on the earth. Don't choose to stay low, common. Why be a slave if you've been given the position of a commander? You've been given the position of a commander. You've been given the position of a commander. Why do we allow emotions to turn us into slaves? Why don't we soar and mount up with wings like the eagles with our will in the will of the Father? Amen. Look at Isaiah 49, verse 8 to 11. Isaiah 49, verse 8 to 11. The word of God is not a whip to whip you. The word of God is the power of God to empower you. To give you the power to be and the power to do. To promote you, to lift you up. Thus saith the Lord, my boss. My master, whom I follow, whom I obey, whom I aspire to. In an acceptable time, that means in a favorable time. In the time that I favor you. Have I heard you? And at a day of salvation, we're living in salvation right now. Have I helped you? Jesus has come. He has saved us. The Holy Spirit has come to impart his power into us. He is the helper. He is your helper. Can we say amen? Amen. He said, I have preserved you and I've given you for a covenant. You are my covenanted people. I want the people around you to see how good your life is, how powerful your life is, how excellent your spirit is. You are my covenanted people to show my glory to the earth. Can we say amen? to establish you on the earth, to cause you to inherit the desolate heritages. God has so much for us to inherit. Why do we walk away from our inheritance? Healing, divine healing is our inheritance. Why do I have to depend on medication when healing is my inheritance? Why do I have to depend on medication to keep me peaceful? Medicine of anxiety, when Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Whom do I look to? Do I look to the world for help, or do I look to heaven for help? Do I look around and get lower and lower, or do I look up and get higher and higher? Whose choice is that? Come on, tell me, whose choice is that? My choice. My choice. Amen. Look at verse 9. And you carry this. You carry this glory. You carry the goodness of the Lord. That you may say to the prisoners, to the captives, go forth. To them that are in darkness, show yourselves. Come out of hiding. Come out of poverty. Come out of sickness. Come out of doom and gloom. And just see how God, how good your God is. How good Jesus is. How powerful the Holy Spirit is. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. They shall then feed in the ways. And the pastures shall be in the high places. God's pasture is in the high places. Church, we are not survivors. We are not made to survive. We are made to prosper. We are not made for sickness. We are made for health. We are not made for stupidity. We are made for wisdom. We are not made for fear. We are made for faith. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. You're made for a high position. You are to feed in all the high places. So when you feed, you don't look down. When you feed, you look up. You aspire. You aspire. And you see your future. You see your future. You see the desires of your heart. And you decree. And you decree for the desires of your heart to manifest on the earth. Can we say amen? Glory be to God. What a life. Hallelujah. And the word of God says that they shall not hunger nor thirst. They shall not hunger. They shall not thirst. That's verse 10. Neither shall the sun smite them. Glory be to God. Amen. Neither shall the heat nor the sun smite them. For he has mercy on them. What will he do? He will lead them. He shall lead them. Even by the springs of water shall he guide them. Wow. Lift up your hands and receive God's leading. That's the best way to live. I love to be led. I love to be guided. There's no other way to live. Amen. Hallelujah. And he leads you even by the springs of water. And I will make my mountains away. He will level the mountains for you, and my highways shall be exalted. Isn't that great? Hallelujah. Well, I have planned to go to Thailand. Um, praise the Lord, God has opened the door. So, a church, uh, the door has been opened for me to preach there and to teach. And uh, also, in my heart, I wanted to visit my, my grandmother. And uh, not my grandmother, my mother-in-law, my daughter's grandmother, my mother-in-law. And uh, I prayed and I said to the Lord, I don't want to be presumptuous. I want my steps to be ordered by you. I want my steps to be ordered by you. I want your divine perfect timing. And guess what? We found out yesterday that it's my mother-in-law's 100th birthday. Give the Lord a big hand, of praise. 100th birthday, 100th birthday. And that is exactly the time that Sonny and I were planning to be there. Isn't God good? Isn't God good? And Dylan is go coming with us. So isn't God good? Lift up your hands and receive God's divine order. Perfect timing. Amen, the right time. The right place with the right people. Amen. The right people doesn't always mean that you know those that we bless you. It can be it can mean also those that need you, those that God wants you to minister to. Amen. Lift up your hands right now. Glory be to God. Amen. Cry out to Him, Lord, your timing, your order. I believe with my all of my heart that as a church we get what we preach. That's why I wait on the Lord. I make sure that's not my message. I have to give the message to Ken because he has to do the video, but I make sure that I get the topic from the Lord. Amen, because we'll get what we preach. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So, God is the creator. Look at his creation. How beautiful is that? It's miraculous, God's creation. Just even look at an apple. Look at the flowers, they are miraculous. They can't reproduce that. They can only reproduce plastic flowers, paper flowers, clay flowers. But they can't reproduce plants that can procreate after their own kind. Everything that God has made is self-sustaining. Don't need charges. Can we say amen? Look at God, our Savior. Look at his heart towards you. It's beautiful. Look at God, your leader, your guide. Get to know him, his plan, his leading for you. The amazing wisdom that he has bestowed upon you. Now, please know that God doesn't lead us by reducing us to be parrots. God does not lead you by reducing you to be a dummy. You know how some people help us or teach us or guide us and then we make so, you know, and I feel so stupid. No, God is not like that. His, his leadership does not make you feel stupid. His leadership does not reduce you to become a dummy. Can we say amen? Instead, you become so wise. Instead, you become so powerful, you are involved in his process of leading. That's how you know that God is leading you. How? You become wiser. You become more holy. You become more loving. You become more kind. You become more patient. As he leads you, you're also being transformed. That's how I know that God is leading me. If we don't have the Holy Spirit, we can never be Christians. Nobody can be a Christian without the Holy Ghost. This thing will kill you. Don't be a hypocrite. It's better that you be open and honest with God. Don't try to wear a mask in front of people. Be open and honest without the Holy Spirit, without the discipline of being a Christian, without the word of God, without the prayer life. You'll be killed. It's called spirit of religion. Religion will kill you. And kill those around you. Have nothing to do with religion. Have nothing to do with religion. You don't want to be religious. You want to be true. You want to be true. You get brighter and brighter. Happier and happier. Higher and higher. Amen. Until you're caught up to heaven. Or you leave the earth. And you're happy as you go. Can we say amen? Glory be to God. Amen. Look at Isaiah chapter 40 verse 3. Isaiah 40 verse 3. The voice of him that cries in the wilderness. Prepare you the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Who quoted this scripture? Whose ministry was it? John the... Baptist. A highway. We need to understand that God travels on highways. He's fast. He's fast. God travels on highways. Amen. So we better travel on highway as well. Would you like to travel on highway? Would you like to travel on highway? How many of you use a highway to come here this morning? instead of driving for half an hour or one hour <laughs> amen every valley shall be exalted every mountain and hill shall be made low are uh, made low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough places plain claim this for your life claim this for your living if there are obstacles hindrances in your life declare it If there are low points in your life, if there are down times in your life, declare this. In the name of Jesus, I refuse to live in the valley. Every valley in my life shall be exalted. Every mountain that tries to block me in my way of prosperity, in my way of health, in my way of growing in the Lord, must be made low. Every crooked that tries to take me the wrong path, that tries me to, to take me out of God's default position, must be made straight. Amen. And all the rough places in my life that trying to break me, that tries to make me sad or mad, in the name of Jesus, they must be made plain. Hallelujah. Decree it. Declare it. Amen. God travels on the highways. There are highways in the end times. Amen. End time, the end time that we're living in now, is the dispensation when everything will be escalated, speeded up. We need God's highway above all the devil's works. Can we say Amen. When we talk about highway, we're talking about God's predisposition, his conditioning, his preparation. When we're talking about his highway, we're talking about the fact that we can tap into his frequency. Amen. We can hear his voice. We can have his leading. You know, his leading is not that difficult. As I said to you, it's not hearing God's voice, norah. Thus saith the Lord. I've never heard anything like that in my life. I mean, honestly, I've never heard anything like that. It's the voice of God in your spirit. God is a spirit. He communicates with us spirit to spirit. Please listen to Kingdom Warrior this past Thursday. He communicates with us spirit to spirit, not spirit to soul, not spirit to body, spirit to spirit. And that's why we need to have his leading and his guidance. And then in your spirit, your spirit empowers you to travel through your soul. Because whatever is in your spirit, have to make it through your soul first before it can make it through your body and to the environment around you. And that's why many of the Lord's leading and guidance die in the spirit. Because they can never make it through your soul. And that's why it's so important for you to listen to the teaching, okay? Last Thursday. So the spirit, the leading of the Lord comes through the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, the spirit of holiness, into your spirit, and then from your spirit to your soul that has decided to submit, that has decided to consecrate, that has decided to dedicate, and then through your soul to manifest in your physical living. And your life starts to change. Your environment starts to change. And the things start to change around you. How do we get to that place? It's important. Your walk with the Lord. Your time in worship, your time in the church, your time in serving, your time in your daily devotion, your time in prayers, and your disposition, your disposition. We must change from being very loud in our own ideas and opinions and presumptions. Uh, That's how the world does it. That's how the business will thrive. No, 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 we need to die to that and allow the word of God to transform us to nurture us, to grow us like a baby that 's growing and growing, remember David said what does he what did he say? He said, My soul is like a wind child, wind from all the noises of this world, wind you pick up voice of the Holy Spirit. You pick up the leading of God. You pick up the guidance of God. Amen. And even God will put his desire in your heart. As we consecrate and dedicate, dedicate ourselves, God puts his desire into our hearts. And they become our desires. And of course, he will give you the desires of your heart. Christianity is not, I want this, I want this, God make it happen. No, no. Christianity is God wants this. God wants this for me. God wants this for me. God wants that for me. Okay, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I agree with you. I agree with you. Amen. Then it happens. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Amen. How many of you believe that God's plan for you is a lot better than your plan for yourself? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. A highway. Let's look at Isaiah 35. Isaiah 35 verse 8. And God made it very, very specific. He gave a name to his highway. What's the name of this highway? And a highway shall be there and a way and it shall be called. Come on, tell me what's the name of the highway? The way of? One more time. The way of? Holiness. What's the meaning of holiness? Does it mean that you don't wear makeup? You don't wear beautiful clothes. What is holiness? We talked about that last Sunday. Holiness means dedication. Dedication. Devotion. Devotion. Dedication. Once we are born again, we are born into holiness. Once you are saved, you are saved into holiness. That's why when you, when you hear about abortion, ooh, Isn't that right? Because holiness is in you. Isn't that right? When you hear about homosexuality, you go, hmm, why? Because holiness is in you. There's a separation. What is holiness? Holiness is separation unto God. It's not that you don't like them. It's not that you despise them. It's that you want better. You want what's better, what's best for them. Can we say amen? That's holiness. Holiness is God's best for us. So how many of us would like to have a divine highway of holiness operating in our lives all the time? Lift up your hands. Yes, you want a divine highway of holiness operating in us all the time. Can we start distributing the oil, the consecration oil? Yes. Would you like, you know, to fly in the sky instead of walking every inch? I've spoken to um, Joshua Famaoni, and I've asked him, uh, you know, how would he go home to his island? He said that you can fly, or you can row a boat, or you can swim. (laughs) So you have to ask yourself, do you want to fly? Or do you want to row a boat? (laughs) Or you want to swim, and then you want to walk? For me, I would like to fly. Can we say amen? That's the highway of holiness. I have been appointed. Don't drink it. It's oil. Huh? <laughs> I'm his child. I'm his covenanted kid. I'm his covenanted servant. I'm his ambassador. I'm his representative. Come on, say it with me. I am his child. I am his servant. I'm his covenanted people. I'm his ambassador. I'm his lover. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. So we have been appointed by God, ransomed by Jesus, guided and empowered by the Holy Spirit to live a life, to live a high life. To live a high life. Come on say to the person next to you to live a high life. Whoa, you know they have to go to the bar, they have to get alcohol to get a high life. You can go to the Bible and get a high life. <laughs> you can get into worship and get a high life. Well, you say to me, Pastor Dora, but I've committed, you know, sin again and again. I don't think there's any chance for me anymore. I've made mistakes again and again. I don't think there's any chance for me anymore. So let me ask you, who is older, you or God? <laughs> who is older? Come on, tell me, who is older, you or God. Who is called the Ancient of Days? God. Didn't he know you before you were born? Didn't he know that you would make mistakes? Didn't he provide for us when we make mistakes? You think his patience would be greater than your mistakes? Absolutely. So whom should we focus on? God. This is the key to get out of every problem in your life. To get out of every bondage. Look at God. Be drastic. Be drastic. Keep looking at God. Keep looking at God. I don't care. Even if you are smoking a hundred cigarettes a day. If you keep looking at God. If you keep looking at God. If you keep looking at God. His power will come through in your life. Glory be to God. His power is greater than any of our sickness. Any of our sin. The cross is greater than sin. Can we say amen? Amen. Amen. God is greater than us. How do we live? We live by his grace. There's no other way to live but by the grace of God. Amen. We've been set aside, appointed, ordained, and determined to live in his divine order. And when you live in his divine order, there's a shift. There's a shift in your territory from the earthly to the heavenly. A shift in your, in your assignment from the human to the divine. A shift from taking risks in the natural to the ordained victory in the spiritual. A shift from the temporal to the eternal. Say to the person next to you, wow, what a great future. Amen. A Christian is a miraculous spiritual person. That's who you are. Say to yourself, I am a miraculous spiritual person. One more time. I am a miraculous spiritual person. You believe it? Yes. You get what you believe. You believe you're good, you're good. You believe you're bad, you're bad. So which do you choose? Good. <laughs> oh, your response doesn't sound very convincing. <laughs> you believe you're good or you believe you're bad? Do you believe in what is good or do you believe in what is bad? Good. Good. Amen. Glory be to God. You believe your life is good. Your life will be good. You believe your work is good. Your work will be good. You believe your family is good. Your family will be good. Why? Because there's power in believing. There's power in faith. There's power in believing. Don't give that power to negative believing, which is called fear. Don't get that power to negative believing, which is called worries and anxieties. They will kill you. The devil doesn't play games. So neither should we play games. Come on, be real. Say to the person next to you, be real. Be honest. Live it out. Live it out. Don't just sing. Don't just pray. Live it out. The apostle Paul said, show me your faith and I will show you my faith by my works. It's how I live how I live. Amen. Doesn't matter. I may fall flat on my nose. As long as I can get up, that's fine. As long as I can get up. That's the thing. Can we get up? Can we get up? Amen. And if you were next to the person who is down on his nose, what should you say? Down on his face? Should you say, you lazy bum? Should you say, oh, you're doomed. You're bad. That serves you right. What do you say? arise get up what do you say like somebody who is who is in the laboring room in front of a in front of a pregnant mom push push the baby is coming push your future is coming your answer is coming your desires are coming push 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 not only out of your mouth but also out of your mind and your heart don't say in your mind and your heart that that person is doomed That serves him right. No, the Bible says don't even think like that. Don't even think like that. Make sure that you get that junk out of you. Don't ever say that serves him right. No, don't ever desire anybody to go to hell. Would you want anybody to go to hell? No. So what do you do? Rise up. Rise up. Believe for that person who is weak. Believe for that person who is down on his face. Can we say amen? What is it called? Intercession. What is it called? The love of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Spirituality is not religion. It's not airy-fairy. Spirituality is having the spiritual power to communion with God Spirit true spirit can we say amen glory be to god amen you cry out abba father christians we are living on the cutting edge we are the minority not the majority on this planet earth you are called the remnant. so please do know and be very realistic that you will not be popular there will, people that will, there will be people that despise you, mock at you, laugh at you, hate you, try to get rid of you. That's part of our package. Amen? But the good thing is, you can't hear God, I can. They know who to go to when they need power, they know who to go to when they need answers. All right? So on the inside of you, stay above. Stay above. We're living on the cutting edge. When I need a miracle, I get one. When I need assurance, I get faith. When I need provision, I receive God's miraculous supply. Say to the person next to you, Resouse, speak. Amen. Hallelujah. So the winning key is to live by God's given vision and calling. Let Jesus be exalted and magnified through us. Keep our eyes off ourselves. This is the key to victory and the key to our protection. Serve by our transformation. Keep a record of yourself. Keep a record. Have a diary. Have a section on reflection. How am I doing today? Have I improved? Am I getting better? Do I still have a lot of anger? Do I still have a lot of hate? Do I still have a lot of pride? Keep a track record. So you go from glory to glory, from faith to faith, and seeing miracles all the time. Let me finish with this. The Bible, in the book of Psalms, which is the Old Testament, the past, says, be wise now, therefore, O you kings, be instructed, you judges of the earth. So God calls you a king. God calls you a judge. This is the Old Testament. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, this is an epistle. God's word for his church today. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth. The praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So God sees you as somebody important in a high position. And then the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 6, the book about the future. He has made us kings and priests unto God. So don't we dare to go down. God has ordained us for a high position. I want you to take the oil and put your finger and make sure that there's oil on your finger. The oil consecrates you, separates you from all the curses of the earth, from all the curses of those who disobey God who despise God, who don't want God. The oil separates you unto God's calling, purpose, blessings for your life. Can I ask you to put this oil on your forehead? Put this oil on your forehead and say with me, I am separated, consecrated, called, ordained for a holy life, a victorious life, a triumphant life, to show forth the praises of the Lord. Thank you, Father. I am yours and you are mine. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.